0: My name is Rich, I'm a Composable overeater. And you know, the program teaches me a lot. And um, tonight I come to the meeting and Nancy says, can I call you? And I'm like, sure you can. And with the sweetest way, with absolutely no intention or I need this or please or anything, she said, I don't know if the speaker's gonna show, would you mind speaking? And it was so, a reflection of the program that i had to say yes probably for the first time ever to say it so quickly and of course now i cannot i can't um you know go crazy over this for a week or something and think what am i going to say because i have no idea and this is an act of god tonight obviously but thank you nancy that was very that in itself was a wonderful experience so thank you and um so compulsively eating you know, what I realized is that my compulsive eating went along with my drinking and drugging. And I didn't know that for many, many years. Um, I came into this program in December, um, almost three years ago, it'll be three years in December. And uh, I had tried it one other time and it didn't, for whatever reason, I didn't connect. And uh, so when I was young, I. From the East Coast off i I did some drugs, I drank a little and then and then at seventeen I learned to meditate and at nineteen, I stopped doing drugs, I stopped drinking everything for ten years, and then I started again, and at the point I started, I also started eating at twenty nine and that went on for many years, so Coincidentally, 12 years ago yesterday, I got sober from drugs and alcohol, which was an act that was purely an act of God. Um, But I ate a lot, even when I was sober uh, from drugs and alcohol, maybe even more so. And I ate because I did not want to feel the feeling. I didn't wanna know. And you know, it changed the way my life was. And being, you know, a gay man, people like to have, slender, you know, not overweight guys. And um, so there's a lot of rejection. And I lived with that, you know, for most of my life. Um, and overeating really did Stop the feelings, and I um, and I missed out a lot on life because of it. And yes, there was a huge transformation when some of my addictions were taken care of, and I was fortunate enough to get sober and clean. I had worked on for seven years prior, um, before I even got to abstinence recovery. But um, but food. Food was a different story. It was a very difficult story for me. And I didn't want to give it up. You now, I remember um, talking. I've told the story before, for those who have heard it. Um, I, I ate, and I ate at night. And I ate so I didn't have to feel. And I remember um, my therapist said to me about five years ago, she goes, you know, let's talk about the fact that you eat at night, you eat crackers. And I just started to cry. And I couldn't talk about it. I couldn't talk about it because I knew if I talked about it, I'd probably have to do something about it. And I was not ready to do that. A year went by before I could have a conversation with her. Still crying, but at least I could start to talk about it. Because it was so pivotal in my life. And, um, and then she's you know she said you know you might think of doing something about your addiction to food at that point after a year and then we started talking about that and it was a year later that i went to the meeting which was this meeting in december and it was a very welcoming meeting and um you know i uh Somebody came up to me and offered to be my sponsor, and it was an incredibly touching situation because I didn't feel good enough to even ask somebody for help because I um, I didn't feel worthy. Um, very painful, very painful, you know, uh, and also uh, at the time I. Uh, Back in uh, when I got in 2006, I went out on disability for HIV, and in 2008 I got sober. Thankfully, as my therapist said, this is the worst thing at the time. She goes, "You're going to be drinking and you know not having to work. That's not a bad, but not a good thing." And so that went away, but the eating didn't. And so here we are, and I'm back, and um, somehow I. Went to kind of a place where you do, um, it's the clean, cleanse your body, colonics and wheatgrass and all that stuff. And And I got off all carbs and sugar, which if, obviously, if you have asked me, could I have done that, I would have told you that. I mean, I couldn't even talk about it. I could not discuss it. It was too traumatic for me to say well let's talk about it and um and that took a lot of work and i've been in therapy for years but this new therapist that i've had for the last five years and coincidentally to fast forward after three years you know and i'm starting to do away i said to her you know you, you really seem to know a lot about this you know obviously you must have done drugs and alcohol you said you were in a 12-step group. Well, how long have you been clean and sober and she goes well, i don't have a drug or alcohol problem i said which i was disappointed in i said what do you mean you don't have a drug and alcohol problem what the hell is it, what are you talking about she goes oh i'm in no way and i said you're in no way you've seen this problem in me and you and you don't t- tell me that for three years and she goes well i don't see the relevance we're, we're not talking about me we're talking about you <laughs> And I go, well, you could have told me. And she goes, I, I didn't see why. And so that's why, you know, and so she was so sweet to have me through this. And um, um, I, I was very disappointed that she did not do drugs and alcohol. She goes, I've never had a problem. I've only had a problem with food. And usually people have a problem with food. She that starts when you're very young, when you're a child. Because it's the first place you can go to help the pain of life. She goes, so I'm sure this has gone on for many years, whether or not you were overweight or not. And I was extremely overweight. It was up to 280 pounds. I'm down to 230, I have 20 more pounds to go. Um, But I, um, so when I started this and I, to jump forward, and I came off this, and this is the most, and this happened, and it's hard to even believe because I experienced it. So my sponsor one day, like three, four months after this now, this date, he goes, so how's it going with crackers at night? And I go, what? I swear to God. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, your crackers. I go, what crackers? He goes, the crackers you ate at night for your whole fucking life. What are you talking about? I go, oh, shit. I forgot about the crackers. I had been eating. I mean, obviously, I knew I gave up crackers, but it was it was lifted. I'm telling you of all things, it was lifted from me. it was like drugs and alcohol it, it there was no other way because it wasn't even in my awareness anymore, and this was something I couldn't even to discuss and so um so it, it it's amazing the, the difference and to think. You know, when, when he said to me, you know, did you ever think of giving up sugar back at the beginning? And I'm thinking, well, I think I could, you know, this, and then I went away. And you know, croissants are my favorite thing in the world. And I have a sponsor who just mentioned he had a croissant I could care less. I don't even have a desire for this. I go to friends' houses and they have pies and things. And I don't even, I don't want them because if I eat it, then I'll, I'll eat 10 more. And so, I don't even want to eat the first one. And I don't, doesn't mean that I don't have desires. And doesn't mean that I don't have this sometimes. But I am shocked how much it's taken away. Compulsive eating at night, I still struggle with. And that's why I was saying before um, that, you know, writing down things at night. And nighttime is when everything seems to happen and when it's difficult. But, um, I never, I never, if I was not in this program three years ago during this pandemic and everything, I might be dead. I mean, I've had a lot of health challenges in the last six months and it would never have been a good place. Let me tell you, I would have been in, you know, it would have been a rocky, I might not make it. A lot of health concerns and not just HIV, but other things. And, and even like Friday, I'm going to get an injection in my back because of uh, herniated disc, but they thought I had a, uh, um, a mini stroke and I, and I didn't, but there's, I would not be here. I, it's a godsend. And when I first came here, I did not want to go to the meetings, nor did I want, I, I didn't want to attend the meetings, even this meeting, which I love so much. I just didn't want to go. I really didn't want to be a part of this group. Not Wednesday, but any part of the way. But um, now I'm like, I think about this and I go, it is a godsend. I I I wouldn't be alive and now it's so much better. And the fact that I realized that writing down your food and sending it to your sponsor is not a bad thing. You know, I can see how life progresses. You know, one point I couldn't give up this, but I did. And another point I, in the beginning when he talked uh, or I heard people talk about writing down their food and sending it to the sponsor, I said to him, I I could never do that. Let's just get that straight. Now I'm doing that. I mean, that's ridiculous. So I think for me, there's a lot of lessons and there's a lot of freedom and there's a lot of love that I've seen. And uh, so I appreciate this. I appreciate the group. Wednesday night saved my life. The love and the acceptance, everyone being so accepting, everyone being okay with who you are, and everyone just realizing everybody's having a hard time at times, sometimes harder at other times. And they just, they accept it. And I know I'm going to be okay in this group. And that I can talk about these things that other people would laugh at and that people understand. And just the fact that I have a group of people that understand how debilitating addiction to food is is a lifesaver, and that's and that's what I appreciate the most. So, I mean, God, I you know I just um, I just adopted a kitty like three weeks ago, and um, this is like I am not a crap person. I don't I don't have anything to do with pets. 64 years old. We never had pets. Even my sister said, Well, mother didn't want pets because pets were an outside thing and you shouldn't have pets. Show me that today. She goes, So cats are a terrible thing. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's right. Here's my conservative Connecticut family. Let's protect our beliefs. But, anyways, this cat has, I, I, I hate to say it, I've turned into a crazy cat person. I love this cat. The cat <laughs> shits on me and I don't give a shit. I mean, I am not a person who would let anything like that happen. I renovated my entire condo. The kid is rubbing poop on my walls and I don't care. I adore this cat. I'm out of my mind. And I tell you, and I'm not joking, this is happening because of sobriety and because of this program. I never would be here. I would miss my little kitty, Boomer. So anyway, he's sleeping though. He has a very good life. Anyway. Uh, pooping on my walls. So thanks so much. Wonderful to be here. And thank you, Nancy, for asking me. I appreciate it.